1: We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible.
0: We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting and following the Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today is part two of a really important two part series eight current issues that could hurt who your kids become. You want to review, real quick, what we talked about last time?
1: Yeah, of course. So, last week we hit some really hard topics, we talked about fear. Um, in regards to COVID and everything that's going on in the world today, we did dig into masks a little bit and how they are going to potentially impact your children, um, negatively in the future. Um, we dug into a lot of different scriptures in those as well one of the big highlights was social awkwardness how masks are going to potentially make that worse if you didn't listen to the episode you got to go back and listen to that we also talked about church how people are not attending church, not being an active part of the body of Christ, exercising their gifts, um, not meeting together. We talked about the challenge and how that's going to impact your children. And we talked about community, the importance of community, whether that's friends and family, um, all under two main questions, which we're going to ask again today, which is, are you asking? the hard questions of yourselves introspectively, how you're handling these things. Are you handling them biblically? And thinking ahead about the result and consequences that our kids will experience based upon how we handle these issues.
0: And we have the next five current issues in this episode. So um, before we dive into that, thank you so much for being part of the One Million Legacies movement. Uh, we appreciate all the social shares, the encouraging words on iTunes and elsewhere. We read them. It spurs us on. And you're a part of a port mission. And we know when you share that you're saying, raising your hand and saying, I'm helping impact One Million Legacies with biblical truth, uh, sound parenting, uh, and handling the issues of today. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know that... When we launched Courageous Parenting, uh, it was before all the craziness of 2020, but we really felt in our hearts that this is going to be incredibly important. God literally directed us to do this, Mm -hmm. and we obeyed, and we're so glad we did. It has not been easy, though, and so we appreciate your encouragement, we appreciate your donations, and we appreciate all of your support Mm -hmm. in all the ways. So um, let's dive in. What is number four, Ange?
1: Okay, you guys ready for this one? What do your kids want to be when they grow up? We're going to ask you that question. Might be different for each kid. The reason why we're digging into this is because what is happening today with small businesses, with every profession, every profession has been completely impacted. The economy has been impacted. Mm -hmm. And so your kids are watching how you have been impacted based upon your vocation They're also hearing how you're talking about how businesses are being impacted. If they're teenagers, they're probably also seeing memes and things on social media. Mm -hmm. Depending on what news you're watching, they're also hearing about it from that perspective. How is everything that's going on today and your perspective on it? I need to emphasize this. How is your perspective on what is happening today? going to impact what your kids want to be when they grow up. Here's one potential. This is the thing that scares me the most. Mm -hmm. We have done a podcast on how not to raise kids with an entitlement attitude. It was one of our most popular episodes. It was one of our first in season one. Um, I think we dug into a topic that isn't really talked about a lot, but I actually think that this could actually make entitlement even worse. Mm Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by this is if your kids are watching people who are entrepreneurs, for example, and they're watching them struggle to keep open a restaurant, mm-hmm. right? A small business owner. And they see them closing and they know that they're personally struggling because maybe they're their next door neighbor. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, they're going to lose their house now because they the, the restaurant's closing. And like, why, who knows, right? And, and
0: why is it closing right. right now? Probably because they have limited occupancy for COVID or have to shut down over and over again.
1: Right. So they look at that and they go, wow, there's some of the hardest working people I know and they're failing. I don't want to own a business or I don't want to. I thought I wanted to have a food truck. Maybe I don't want that now.
0: Well, it's discouraging if you believe you could work really hard and then something could be hurt because of the control
1: of the government of the government. Yeah.
0: Something could be hurt or something won't be defended
1: because protected, yeah.
0: protected because they're defunding the police and they're allowing uh, protesters to firebomb businesses and looking the other way.
1: They're taking honor out of what essential kind of, jobs. What kind
0: of message does that send to entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. Now, or what
1: about doctors? I mean, maybe you have a kid that wanted to be a nurse. Uh, or a midwife or a doctor. Right. And they, maybe you got sick. This happened to us. You guys, when we had COVID, I took Megan to Mm -hmm. the doctor and then I got a, well, I made an appointment first and then I got a call saying that our doctor had quit their job and is now doing the teleconferencing doctor because they don't want to be exposed to COVID, which makes sense. Makes sense. She had a little kid. She had a baby, right? She's Mm -hmm. just getting started having kids. Um, However, what, what is that message when I go to my child and I say, yeah, so the doctor decided not to be that kind of a doctor anymore because they don't want to be around sick people because it's too dangerous for them. Would that potentially, that could do two things. It's, and it's based upon your perspective and how you lead your child, right? It's either going to scare them out of wanting to be a doctor or any kind of medical profession, mm-hmm. or it's going to be a catalyst for them to be like, well, that's not good. And I wanted to be that. And now I need to be it even more.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, everything that we've talked about. Depends how you lead your kids. It's it's all in leadership, right? And so, and that's kind of what we've been asking, like, what, how are you responding and how is that going to impact your kids? And so if kids see government handouts though, Mm -hmm. and people not working for it, and then they see people who have been working really hard, struggling, losing a home, what, what, what do they want to be when they grow up?
0: You just got to be careful. You got to make sure you're communicating about it because, hey, should the government help if there's a pandemic that they've decided they need to shut down businesses for? Well, yeah, if they're going to mm-hmm. cause this harm on business owners, mm-hmm. they should probably help out. But how we communicate to kids about it is important. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's really important that we preserve the dreams and aspirations of our kids and be intentional and not just not realize how their belief systems Mm -hmm. about what they're capable of or what will work in our society. Let's make sure they're not tarnished by these crazy things that are happening.
1: And let's also make sure that they're not being slightly influenced towards things such as socialism or communism based upon what they see happening in the economy. And I think this is a really big deal because there is a generational division on this particular topic. We see it rampant right now. Yeah. And it could be potentially even worse in 30 years from now. yeah. And so this is a really big deal. Do your kids... Isaac, you had a really good question regarding this. Um, a lot of Christian parents, I think... Well, even non-Christian parents, a lot of parents um, try to encourage their kids to think about being an entrepreneur when they're a kid, right? They want them to have an entrepreneurial do, yeah. experience. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we like our kids to have both experiences so that they can see the difference, experience it firsthand, working for someone and building and their own thing. Some
0: might be more wired towards entrepreneurship and some right. people might be more wired towards you know, working for a company.
1: That's right. But you asked a question when we were going through making this outline. You said, What is their kids' belief in running a business after everything that's been happening in the, in the economy?
0: Yeah. So, in, and I think it changes what kind of business. I know for me, by the way, I am thinking more clearly about what kind of things I would even encourage my kids to do if the government's going to, you know, close businesses down and things Mm -hmm. for something like this. What happens when something more challenging comes, which probably it will, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we we want our kids to thrive. Right. And so it is even altering a little bit what I would encourage my kids to do, frankly. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate.
1: Right. It's interesting. Uh, And the Bible actually has something to say about this because if our kids are struggling and they're evaluating, like, you know, obviously your, your four-year-old's not going, Oh, the next door neighbor that runs a business is struggling financially. Like that's not going to be something they're aware of. However, your 10 year old who's best friends with the next door neighbor's 10 year old might overhear the parents arguing about bills or something. Do you know what I mean? And go, why are they struggling? Talk to you about it. You come down to the conclusion that the economy is hurting and they have a business. You know what I mean? And so obviously it's going to impact different kids, different ages, different maturities differently. So that's something I want to say. But the Bible also talks about the importance of having a vision and teaching our kids to have a vision of themselves working when they're older. Mm-hmm. Okay. We need to lead our children to dream about actually being productive citizens. Yeah. Okay. That they're bringing a contribution. They're giving their best and highest contribution. We're encouraging them to figure out what they're good at, what they are wired at Yeah. and encouraging them in this. And this is why Proverbs 13, four says the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich.
0: Super important. And that just our kids are not discouraged from being productive citizens because they feel like uh, hard work could be unraveled out of their control by forces.
1: Right. Like if they're discouraged thinking that if they work hard, they're going to get nothing for their hard work or it's going to be taken away from them.
0: And it's also discouraging. It's also important that they aren't discouraged from working for a company because that same thing might happen to the company. And these kinds of things, but right. it is important that we start teaching our kids, you know, how to work independently uh, be self starters, take initiative. All of those things are more and to important view, than ever Yeah, and as to office view, space is not being utilized.
1: Right. And to view, um, f- like first responder positions, like you mentioned, police, firefighters, we've mentioned doctors in this podcast, yeah. we've listed quite a few. Um, but how are we, how, what are we teaching our kids about how we view those specific vocation service community positions okay value. because if we are not valuing them and then what is what is our child's view of it going to be? when they right? say
0: culture not valuing them right yeah. exactly.
1: and so we have to, we have to preserve we that. have to lead our children into having value for all positions, Amen. but especially for the military, the, for the people who are literally on the front line serving. And, and honestly, they're not getting the gratitude that they deserve in a lot of regards. Yeah. Right?
0: The next 1.5 is more digital and less activities. This is a current issue that could hurt who your kid becomes. I know when we got home from our RV trip this last summer and the kids were the boys were so pumped about doing soccer, so excited oh, yeah. about it. And you were researching it like a good mom and looking into it. looks like, you I know, they're going to, looks it. like they're yeah. going to do it. looks like, it, you know, it's probably going to work out. They're going to do this. And I'm just like, I put a stop to the whole thing. I go, boys, here's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be flu season. Uh, they're going to get hyper, Sensitive yeah. about COVID, they're going to shut everything down. So you're going to get your hopes up. We're going to spend money. You're going to start practicing, and then it's going to be completely canceled.
1: And you'll have to wear masks the whole time. And you have to wear or, masks. Or, and it won't be uh, healthy. Yeah. And
0: we won't let you do it because it's not healthy.
1: Yeah. Now I know that some people were able to play soccer. Yeah. In That's our own places. experience. But
0: being in Oregon, I knew that was going to happen. I knew a whole bunch. We knew a whole bunch of other things were going to happen. I mean, there was Megan go.
1: was going to try to play volleyball, and that got canceled during. I mean, there were Parks and recs cancellations all over the so, place
0: so so there's everything is getting canceled in many places yeah. and so now we're left with more digital so instead of in-person classwork and things more digital uh instead of going church. out <laughs> instead of church more digital instead of sports more xbox probably in some homes these kinds of things unfortunately so yeah. what is happening well wh- what is the danger of this.
1: And and for teenagers too, like think of it, they used to socialize more and get together and now they're on social media, which is digital. And, and, and so they're less active. Yes. They're not going outside as much. So there's the element of like fresh air and vitamin D. I could just go on and on and on. Right. We all know activity is important to stay healthy, but then there's also mental health of getting outside there's the social health of getting outside and being around other humans yeah. there's so there's emotional so, health, mental health, social health, spiritual health all of it's wrapped up so in so Angie
0: as a mom um, what do you recommend to other moms I have thoughts for, for dads, but what do you recommend?
1: Well you guys I've already said this in the previous podcast but I I believe that women being more um, the jurisdiction of managing the home is usually more on the shoulders of the mom. Just usually, not always, but usually. So based upon that assumption, I would say go above and beyond to find ways to have people in your home. Hospitality is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Encourage the kids to get together with their friends, to hang out, to go skateboarding, to go outside, to look under rocks for worms, to play in the snow, to go on a bike ride. Like, hey, I know that in some places parks are closed down. If there's any possible way that you and your husband can possibly go, okay, maybe we're not going to do Christmas presents, but we're going to buy a play structure. Mm -hmm. Or I know a lot of doctors don't like trampolines, but we've had trampoline for over 15 years. Been awesome. And I'm just going to say
0: Only one broken bone.
1: All I'm going to say about (laughs) that, though, is guys, it's exercise. Right. And so what can you do to get your kids more exercise, whether that is having them run around the house 10 times or exercising with your kids, getting a treadmill? Like I know I'm saying like invest in some things here, but this has to be a priority. I'm sorry. It just health has to be a priority. And if we can't be constantly um going out and playing soccer because soccer's canceled. You got to find other ways to get outside and you got to find other ways to be active.
0: So, guys, you've got to be the coach and you've got to get together with other kids. You got to go do stuff. You've got to maybe do more than you used to. I know I haven't always been the dad that goes and does tons of things outdoors, mm-hmm. but I know in the last few years I have been. And yeah. I I know we've been moving lately, but usually mm-hmm. I'll be out there You know, some many points every week, doing Mm -hmm. things, finding a way. Um, It's so important. Let's get, you know,
1: somehow physical exertion and activity is just so important for all people, regardless of age, regardless of gender. And so this has to become part of your lifestyle. Um, And I would also say as the mom, you got to put or and dad, you guys got to put limits on the digital. There have to be boundaries whether it's a certain amount of time, whether it's a certain time of the day that you allow it and then the rest of the day it's not allowed. I don't know. You got to figure out what your boundaries are, but there need to be some.
0: Your initiation, proactive initiation is now required. In past, we could delegate things to the coach. We could delegate things to the teacher. We could de- delegate things here and there. Not anymore. It There's more on your shoulders. And you know what? It can be beautiful. It really can. It can be amazing. It's going to be it.
1: hard, but you're going to grow for sure.
0: Embrace it. So we don't want... Um, uh, overly gluttonous kids addicted to video games who don't know how to play with their kids
1: someday. Right. Who are socially awkward because they're on digital too much. Okay. Number six, right? This is number six. How does what is happening impact our kids' trust in the election process? Okay. So we're talking Mm. about citizenship and how What is happening today and how you're responding and how you're talking about it, how you're reacting about what's going on with the election. How is that impacting your kids and how they are going to be a citizen when they are older?
0: What I don't want to hear from my kids 10 years from now, and when I ask them, hey, did you vote? Dad, why would I vote? It won't count anyways, because the election process is fraudulent. It doesn't work
1: which is what a lot of people are really discouraged with right now. And they're probably talking about it in front of their kids while also not talking about the importance of seeking truth and standing for truth. And, and you guys know, if you follow us on Instagram, you know that Isaac and I drove 11 hours to vote. We drove back to Oregon. And um, I'm just going to share this little brief story because there were a lot of people that we met along the way just in restaurants, whether it was a a waitress or whatnot, that was like, oh, hey, what are you doing today? And then we would say, we're going to go vote. And she's like, oh, I'm not voting. And then we tell the story that, oh, we actually drove here from a different state to vote um, because we didn't live there long enough. And they were convicted. They were like, oh, I should have voted.
0: And just so everybody knows, we had places in both places. We had just moved. So, it was we voted legally. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah. Oh, yeah, for that. sure. We
1: didn't live in Idaho long enough to vote in Idaho. So, we we drove back. But the point is is what did that teach our kids though? Like and and you guys we've shared part of that story. Is one of our kids was like, "Well, why would you do that if it's only one vote?" And as soon as they said that, we were like, "Well, no, one vote matters." Do your kids believe one vote matters? Yeah. Is the point in what I'm trying to say, do they are they going to have that kind of conviction that i'm a citizen i have a voice i have a right to um voice my opinions through the electoral process and i'm gonna take the 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 citizenship privilege that i have i'm gonna exercise it i'm gonna vote so,
0: so an important thing i just taught in business uh, to a group is wherever you put blame is what you'll work on so if you put blame on things you can't control then you just are frustrated and so yes in the are we explaining and talking to our kids about the election process and what we see happening Mm -hmm. yes Mm because at the same time we teach them about what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. but at the same time this is a reminder to me actually i need to do even more of um is are we instilling still trust that we live in america that things are going to get fixed and we need to have hope Mm -hmm. and we need to still make our vote count right If we just blame the election process.
1: And we don't do anything.
0: Then we just are frustrated and don't do anything. But if instead we go, well, you know what? I'm going to do what I can do always Mm -hmm. and hope for the best.
1: And give the rest to God and be praying. Like, that's the thing is that all that any of us can ever do is do what God's calling us to do and do the next right thing. As far as it is between us and God with a clear conscience, right? And then we just got to give the rest to God. And is that what we're modeling for our kids, or are we modeling for them an I don't care what's going to happen, is going to happen in any way attitude, where they're not actually stepping up to the plate and being an active citizen of the United States of America?
0: Conservatives voting could be deeply jeopardized based on what's going on right now, but it could be fixed no matter what happens out there by what parents are doing with their kids. Amen. So you need to lead well, not by hiding things,
1: mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: teaching and then giving perspective. The power of perspective is so important.
1: And then modeling what is right to do. You yeah. have to you have to live what you're preaching to your kids.
0: I want to take a moment and give you something for free. If you haven't got it already is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get an alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to courageousparenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Uh, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at courageousparenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six week self paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at courageousparenting.com. .com.
1: Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor, and yourself a favor, and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights, to be leaders for the next generation. I want to share a scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Actually, I'm starting for four. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It's a big, big reminder, you guys. There is an enemy. He is working over time. And I know it gets discouraging when it seems like he's getting ground, but we got to remember that Jesus already overcame him, already overcame him, and that our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. We got to cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, but you can't do that if you don't know the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is in the Word of God. We got to be reading it, we got to be washing our kids in it, they've got to be reading it, they got to know it so that when the media that they're too active in or their friends say things, when those things happen, they can bring every thought, not just their own thoughts, but every thought into the captivity. That's like jail, into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. You can only do that if you have the knowledge of God.
0: And point seven is... a belief that public opinion isn't accepted anymore. So meaning that a conservative viewpoint isn't accepted in society, that literally it's muted. Could your kids be growing up starting to believe that they should not share their opinions about things? And how will this seep into evangelism, not sharing about the good news? Not sharing about their conservative beliefs.
1: Not standing up for what's right. Not speaking out for those who can't speak up for themselves.
0: So this could have huge negative effects because of the censorship that is happening out there. You talking about it in front of your kids Mm -hmm. without a balanced perspective or an example of you sharing your public opinions. Mm -hmm. About you sharing your faith and stories about that during uncertain times. It is so important that we are offsetting the what is actually happening uh, with our own good behavior in modeling it right now. So, mm-hmm. Proverbs 16 23, uh, we'll read that real quick. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. It's so important that we're willing to speak and speak boldly when we know that. Some people are going to find it unpopular, that it's going to be an unpopular opinion. Are your kids going to be good at sharing unpopular opinions? And are they going to be able to do it in love? Mm -hmm. And are they going to be able to do it effectively?
1: Are Are they going to be able to communicate in an effective way where people can hear them? But are they even willing to say what they think? Or are they too scared to because what they perceive is that no one wants to hear that message anyway?
0: These are things we have to fight against. We have to parent against. We have to parent for speaking boldly, in love, for the truth, sharing the gospel with people with joy in our hearts, Mm -hmm. to have confidence. But all of these things, the masks, right? The not being together, not going to church.
1: It all breaks confidence. The
0: censorship, the lack of community, not even having Thanksgiving with family members. Can you see how all of these things have a compounding effect on each other and what does it really negatively do it it, isolates it isolates and limits the gospel it really does for a whole generation potentially so we're thinking ahead and we came up with these eight things that we feel a conviction about we need to be addressing now and leading by example and the final one is
1: it's a decrease in value of freedom
0: so your kids are probably seeing a decrease in value of freedom, trading freedom for safety.
1: Here's an example. If you listened to our previous episode and you disagreed with our stance on masks and you shut the, video, the, the podcast off or you got angry inside or any of the above, that is a decrease in the value of freedom. Because really, like for us, we're seeing a bigger issue behind the mask, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys, when it, I'm just going to say this. When it comes to a mask, I will wear a mask if I get to spend time around my mom, if we go to Portland to visit. Amen. And do you guys know why? Because my dad has a massively compromised immune system. Yeah. And he has requested that we have six feet of distance and that we wear a mask because that is his request which is i prudent. will honor yeah. my father amen a- and i will honor my mom because mm-hmm. i still want to see her it's not like i'm not going to see her because she won't see me unless i'm wearing a mask or whatever right right and so um and i'm, I'm bringing this up because there was a picture a long time ago when we were on our rv trip and we were going through portland and i posted a picture of me and my mom we were both wearing masks and we were standing pretty far apart because mm-hmm. she did meet us for lunch right yeah. and i got a lot of comments from people doing it now and and just because of what we shared in that previous episode about how we don't agree with masks doesn't mean I'm not going to wear it ever. Right. Okay? And so this is not a legalistic thing. I just, I have to say that. Okay? But I also, regardless of what I believe and my foundational issues with how it's going to negatively impact future generations, did you get judgy or angry based upon... Our perspective of that, because if you did, that's a decrease in the value of freedom, the ability to still have respect for one another, Amen. even when you disagree. And that's actually something that our kids need to learn. Yeah. I just wanted to ask quite a few questions. I just want people to think deeper about these things. These are things I've been thinking about, right? Because I have, I'll be honest, I have not been taking my two-year-old and four-year-old out and about with me as often as I used to. Of course, it's a lot farther drive now and different things like that. Um, But part of it is how people look at them when they're out because they don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this really worth it for my four year old to feel like people hate him mm. or glaring at him mm-hmm. or even come up to us and say, oh, I can't believe you're not wearing a mask.
0: Like in right? Co- Costco.
1: Right. Exactly. Like, is it, is that a, worthy experience that a two-year-old or four-year-old should be experiencing at this age. Probably not. Now, do I take my teenagers, my 10-year-old with me? Yes. And then I talk to them about it and they're able to process it and they get it. Right. And so you use discernment based upon where your kids are at and what's going to really impact them or not. Right. Um, But I do still take the two-year-old and four-year-old out and I'm bringing this up because it is my freedom and it is their freedom and we have to learn to live again.
0: We I have, have to. I have a story for you. When we were on our RV trip this last summer, it was common that people would join our fire pit next to our RV. And that was just beautiful that, uh, Yeah, that uh, we got to meet other people. Sometimes mm-hmm. they were believers and sometimes they were not. Right. And uh, right before we got home, uh, there was a, a family with one kid, um, and they came over and joined us and we had a great time with them. You were talking to the wife and yep. I was kind of standing off talking to the husband mm-hmm. and he was very very successful person in the business world and he uh was sharing a story with me about how he was traveling overseas and that this rust bucket little vehicle pulled over or, or was in front of him and he said to the person next to him if that little rust bucket pulls over and starts selling food. I'm going to buy it from him. And and sure enough, it pulls over and it starts selling these uh, food from the, from the area. And he went up to it and bought it. And his point was there's cameras everywhere in this particular country. And if somebody makes a mistake, like preparing food and selling it and somebody gets sick, the consequences are so severe and they already know who it is because there's cameras everywhere that it creates safety. And he he was talking about it fondly, how he liked it, and how he was even thinking of moving there from America. And because he actually believed that safety is worth sacrificing freedom for. Hmm. And I had a very different opinion. We had a very good, lively conversation Mm -hmm. and gave each other a hug at the end. Uh, It was great. But There is a belief out there that freedom isn't that important. And increasingly, that is uh, increasing in people where safety overcomes that. Can there be a balance? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not like freedom at all costs and there shouldn't be any safety. Mm -hmm. But we have to be aware of that. There's a growing movement in the United States and in the world that a police state is welcomed. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Surveillanceed. Everybody's watched. Everybody's controlled because now it's going to be safer. Mm -hmm. So let's be aware of that. And let's pay attention to what our kids are hearing, sensing from us. And let's make sure our kids grow up valuing freedom Mm -hmm. and not having over-controlled, not being over-controlled.
1: Right. And also that they're able to have conversations and hear people with an open mind and ask hard questions. That's what we're asking of you guys today. That's what we ask of ourselves all the time. Like I, I feel like Isaac and I, that's one thing that probably describes us a lot is that we're always asking a lot of introspective questions. We always bring big questions to you guys on the podcast. Um, and really, it's a skill. It's not something I was naturally good at. I would say Isaac has taught me a lot regarding asking questions, but it's something we all have to teach our kids. And so having a good conversation with your kids about freedom, mm-hmm. about what they think freedom is – Keeping it in check, recognizing, hey, maybe we have made an idol out of freedom because God doesn't want us to have any idols, right? Right, That's the other direction. That is. That question alone can help you to find balance in the pursuit of protecting freedoms. In the pursuit of protecting freedoms, we need to ask Am I making an idol out of freedom? And I just, the last thing that I wanna share that's been heavy on my heart regarding freedom and all the things that we're experiencing today. Yes, you can tell by our last five or six podcasts that that Isaac and I are trying to talk about what's relevant to equip parents to have these conversations with their kids. This is really important stuff. But you guys, what should we be even more passionate about? What should we be even more excited in talking to our kids about? Teaching them the word of God. Amen. And introducing them to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And we should, that should be something that we're most passionate about. And that is taught more through how we live our life than it is through the words that we speak. Mm -hmm. And I just, I have to, I have to end that part, um, on that because that's something that I have personally been, that's the big question I've been asking myself the last month as we've been sharing about like, oh yeah, it's really important for us to vote. So we're going to go drive far, but you know how much farther I would drive to share the gospel.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know how much farther I would go? How much louder I would get if I knew that someone, one person would come to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ and accept him so much more that has to be our freedom song. Our freedom song has to be more about freedom in Christ than it is about freedom in our land. But that doesn't mean that we don't still pursue valuing all freedom. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting.
0: This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone.
1: If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.